Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Jackson's sixth inning homer capped off the win. Ron Guidry pitched a four-hit complete game, opening a 3-1 Yankee lead in the series. But the Dodgers avoided elimination by pounding the Yankees in Game 5. With Sutton pitching a complete game. Though Reggie hit his second home run of the series in his last plate appearance. There was a sense that his bat was catching fire. Good batting practice. Walked out of the batting cage, I got a standing ovation. He put on the greatest exhibition I have ever seen to this date. These were line drives that were hitting the back wall. And I said, I just hope I don't leave it here. Yankee Stadium in New York City. The Yankees leading three games to two. Reggie Jackson. I was devastated. I was inconsolable. He was being all cute and, and full of swagger. He seemed to be rubbing our faces in it as Dodger fan. Things slow down. You know, you become in control of home plate and control of the outcome. You understand where the barrel's going to make contact. You kind of looking at your teammates and you're going, I cannot believe this is happening. You know, I'm watching history. Even Thurman was smiling. You know, Thurman hardly ever just smiled. Goodbye. Three at bats. Reggie took three swings and he hit three home runs. Reggie after that. First time I really saw Thurman and Reggie look each other in the eye and, and, and even with all the stuff that's gone on in the past, all the scuttle, but you know, there was a real respect for each other. The Yankees had won their first World Series since 1962. You could feel the stadium almost move. It had been the most tumultuous year of Jackson's career, maybe even the most difficult year of his life come out of it right where he felt he belonged, on top of the world. After all this stuff we went through this, this year with the ups and downs and all the things that the city had gone through, it's over. You know, we did it. I think the word that superstars overused a lot. Guys like DiMaggio and Mays and Aaron and Clemente and... I can now say that I had one day that was like those guys. And what will Reggie Jackson do next year? I'd like to win another World Series. For whom? The Yankees. All right, Reggie. Good talking to you. Hey, by the way. There was a parade a couple days later, but I paraded all night, really. I w went home, changed my clothes, and I went to the Rolls dealer. And he had a Rolls Royce on the showroom floor. And I bought a car there that afternoon and drove it home the next morning. That's what he talked about. Just young, dumb kid. I hopped in the car and drove it to California. He really did drive straight across the country, all alone. It gave him time to think. Think about the father who was so tough on him. Think about those days in Birmingham where he'd crossed paths with Jim Crow. And just as much, think about that beautiful notion that everyone else was still talking about him. We got stopped four or five times. You've missed October, ain't you? I, I didn't want to stop you for speeding even though you were doing 100. I just wanted to shake your hand. He was free. 
on the open road, free of the Bronx Zoo. Billy Martin shrinking ever smaller in his mind's eye with every mile. A powered massaging cleaner for your ears. This feels awesome. Feels like a massage in my ear. Whoosh's gentle triple spray flushes earwax away. Cotton swabs just push the wax in, but Whoosh's triple spray gently flushes it out. By using the Whoosh product, we're achieving a safe and satisfying way of cleaning the wax out of the ear canal. My ear feels so clean. Log on at getwoosh.com to get 15% off the brand new Whoosh and free shipping. Whoa, check this out. Frank Thomas, the big hurt? It's looking big time. Once I turn 40, less energy, less drive. Well, yeah, that's right. Hey, it's not your fault. After 40, men's testosterone level drops, making it harder to stay in shape. You obviously did something about it. Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics Total Tea is the unique man-boosting formula powered by testosterone, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to boost free testosterone to help you feel stronger, leaner, with more muscle and drive. It's number one doctor recommended and number one at GNC and Walmart. Text BUMP to 369-369. How do we get Nugenics? Guys, don't take my word for it. Just send a text. And remember, she'll like it too. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics now. Text BUMP to 369-369. Text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat incinerator ever, absolutely free. This is a story that takes place every Saturday in front of thousands, hundreds of thousands. They're singing, chanting, yelling. Back-to-back -back champions and those looking for revenge. This story has magic rocks, wild animals, techno, and a new sheriff in Boulder. This story has everything you want in a great story. So what do you say? You want to hear a story? Steve? My, my name is Steve, too! This is crazy, man. This is unbelievable. What are the odds? We're thick as Steve. <laughs> Do you believe in fate, Steve? I'm an Aries. Question. How can you relate to just about anyone? We are compassionate. Hey, do you like Jefferson this week? Answer, ESPN Fantasy Football. Oh, that's a good call, Steve. Are we talking PPR league? No, we're talking full PPR. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever felt leg pain, restlessness, cramps, tingling, swelling, numbness, itchiness, or coldness? Then you need the new, clinically proven, Legsercise Pro. The natural circulation booster that uses continuous automatic leg movement to soothe pain and promote healthy circulation the natural drug-free way. After using Legsercise for a week, I felt like I wanted to go for a walk again without pain like I used to. Legsercise Pro's patented walking simulator propulsion technology moves your feet back and forth along its concave track, creating constant movement and flex at both the knee and ankle joints. It's like having a physical therapist right in your own home. It's helped with the swelling and the pain. The tingling feeling is gone. Call right now and order your very own Legsercise Pro, the clinically proven automatic leg mover that soothes pain and naturally promotes healthy circulation. Call now. is fair to you, Billy, or your... Caution, this station may be habit-forming. Two words, clothing optional. 103.7 The Buzz. We're streaking! Woo! At all. Some people do say if anybody could handle the press, it would have to be Reggie Jackson, because in reality, he does like it. He does enjoy the cameras. He does enjoy the publicity. True? I didn't ask you to interview me. 
and I don't ask anybody to put the camera on me, and I don't ask anyone to take pictures of me. I do my job well, and I'm rewarded handsomely financially for it. If somebody wants a lot of notoriety, then go do your job well. And, you know, you could be be egomaniac like me, too. When he was playing in Baltimore, he said, you know, Baltimore is an okay town, but if I played in New York, they'd name a candy bar after me. February of 1978, they made a candy bar after Reggie Jackson. It was the Reggie bar. I had it framed. It's fading now. This was all orange at one point. That's chocolate, nuts, and fresh roasted, I might add. And it just became kind of a, a little joke with the players. You know, Catfish Hunter used to say, when you open it up, it tells you how good it is. Mmm. Reggie, well, tastes pretty good. First game in New York. The first 25,000 people will be given the Reggie candy bar. Reggie's first at bat, he hits a home run. Here comes all those candy bars. Uh, he walks out on the field after the inning. They all, now we got time out. You can't pick up every candy bar that was thrown. So they were pushing them against the outfield wall. The defending World Series champions got off to a slow start in 1978. Barely above 500 at the end of April. Not long after, George Steinbrenner called a team meeting. You are embarrassing the Yankees, he told them. We are going to win, or else. If it was a tough game we lost maybe in the eighth or ninth inning, it gave him an opportunity, maybe at the bottom of the ninth, to come downstairs, pacing in the clubhouse. You could see that, okay, there's George, he's pissed. As the guy that signs the paychecks, that uh, I felt it was time that I came in and talked to them and let them know, man to man, what I expected of them and would expect of them and would demand of them. This man wanted to win every game. 162 plus the 40 in the spring, plus the playoffs. He never wanted to lose a game. But, but you're going like, we're not going to win them all. They're professional athletes and well-paid professional athletes, and I expected them to accept whatever their lot was on this team and give me 110% in that role. George was a guy who transferred his own insecurity, his own longing, his own desperation to his team. When you put the pinstripes on, you're not just putting a baseball uniform on. You're wearing tradition and you're wearing pride. If you're convinced that you're the smartest guy on the planet, when you're not, and Rizzuto and Mantle. This is what narcissism is all about. He would come down and he'd blast the whole team. They weren't pep talks. They were just ass chewings. I got picked out one time. I mean, I lost two games in a row. I got chastised up and down. That's not why you're getting paid. He'd get the stat sheet out and start looking. He goes, ah, Nettles, you're hitting into too many double plays. I wanted this camp to run like almost a boot camp. I have nothing against long hair, but I find it difficult to believe that a ball player can, can just leave it alone, can keep it, can keep it neat when he's playing. I think somebody, it was either Cerrone or Mercer, said, come on, George, the guys are trying, George goes, I don't pay you to try, I pay you to win. I know Billy didn't like that. He didn't like that at all. I mean, it's just, owners just don't do that. George leaves. And Billy follows him and tells the players, don't listen to a f***ing word he says. The truth was that injuries were taking their toll. The Yankees were falling further and further behind the first place Red Sox in the AL East. Billy was platooning Reggie, designated hitter, and batting him sixth in the lineup, just eight months after his World Series heroics. And there would be only more meat for the media to feast on when Reggie responded, by asking for a trade again. If this team goes, if we do close this gap and make a run at these guys, one of the biggest things in the whole deal will be Reggie Jackson's bat. He's got to give us that bat like he did last year. As for Billy Martin, by June, he was feuding with virtually everyone in sight, including, on one day, the writers in the clubhouse. But Steinbrenner wasn't ready to blame him for the team's sluggishness, announcing late in the month 
with the team eight and a half games behind the first place Red Sox, that Martin would be the manager for the rest of the season. Are the Yankees dead? Not as far as I'm concerned, not as far as my players are concerned, and uh, as far as we're, we're just looking to get healthy. If we get healthy, we'll put a run at them. On July 17th, with the Yankees now 13 games behind Boston, the Martin-Jackson saga came to a head once again. Billy asked Reggie to bunt. Well, Reggie can't bunt. You don't ask Reggie to bunt. You never ask a player to do something he's not capable of. That's one of the elements of managing. But when the first pitch to Jackson was high and inside, Martin signaled a change of heart. Billy took the bunt sign off, and Reggie said, screw you. Reggie absolutely ignored the sign and bunted. Didn't come close. Tried it again, bunted foul. Reggie was to show Billy who was, who was the boss here. With two strikes, Jackson again squared the bunt and popped it up to the catcher. Billy went berserk. Here's a person who's defined his teammates and me. I didn't like it. It, it stinks. Billy demanded that Reggie be suspended for the rest of the year. And he was actually suspended five days. Tension builds. The Yankees were starting to come back. Uh, they've won four games in a row. Reggie shows up on Sunday. He's unrepentant. You talked to Reggie yet? No, don't intend to. Uh, does he, uh, will he be in the lineup today? I don't know. I have to talk to him, find out if he's got any hitting. If he has any hitting, he won't be in the lineup. Is it sort of forget what's happened and go ahead for the rest of the season? I never carry things over. If he wants to just let it be forgotten, it's forgotten. Reggie Jackson was back with the team after five days suspension without pay. Jackson said no apologies are needed, but he did say he was sorry he caused the other players grief. When you were away, when your mind dwelled on what had happened, what were the major thoughts that went through your head? The magnitude of me. Billy expected Reggie to abjectly apologize, which shows you again what a schmuck Billy could be. Talk with who? Billy Martin. Uh, no, I didn't. Has he come to talk to you at all? I don't... No, I haven't seen him. So there's been no conversation between the two of No, there hasn't. He thinks that Reggie's going to apologize? Is he kidding? Can the two of you get along? I don't know that either. When Martin heard about this interview, he literally blew a stack. Billy had been on the brink of an explosion for weeks. Now, the match had been lit. Billy is just berserk. He goes to the uh, press room afterwards, has a couple of pops, steams, fumes, on the bus, talks to the reporters, he rips Reggie a new one. At O'Hare, he's had a couple more pops. He was not drunk. He's complaining about Reggie. Reggie said that I never talked to him. And then he really stepped off the deep end. He just couldn't take it anymore. In the Chicago airport, I remember Henry Hecht uh, talking about it. Did you hear what Billy said? They, he said, referring to George Steinbrenner and Reggie Jackson, deserve one another. And then he said, one's a born liar and the other's convicted. I think that was me, and once convicted. Steinbrenner had famously been mixed up in the Watergate scandals and suspended from the game earlier in the 70s. He was a convicted felon. One's a born liar, and the other's convicted. I know that the world is going to explode. And uh, Fran told me that Billy's going to get fired. You're going to hang in. Going to hang in there? <laughs> My mother didn't raise a quitter. But Billy Martin changed his mind today. He resigned as Yankee manager. George backed Reggie almost across the board. And that's one of the reasons that Billy lost his job. And he either was fired or he quit, depending on who you ask. And Bob Lemon then took over as the manager. I would like to thank the Yankee management.
sad to see him crying like that. The first time that Billy got fired, I was in the clubhouse and I was crying. You know, he was a father figure that I didn't have. My father gave me up for adoption. And Billy was just like the guy that I always wanted to be, tough guy. You know, I wanted to be a guy that wasn't afraid of anybody. And, and he made me feel special all the time. So I had the big brother that I always wanted, and I had the father that I always wanted. The next morning, I go to Reggie's apartment, and he's reading the New York Times. And I go, oh, you know, same because I let let it out, you know, like what I felt. And so then he goes, you know, you're the only true friend that I have. And I was also friends with that mother. I run away from Billy Martin. I have nothing good to say. Billy and I did, did you know, we were different people. And, uh, I think we tried at times, but didn't work. When your sports IQ is in trouble, who are you going to call? The superheroes of sports on 103.7 The Buzz. You found creative ways to raise money to fund research. Running, baking tailgating, making art, playing video games. And this year, we are spotlighting the top fundraisers where they have a chance to meet me. Or me, as a thank you for raising funds for critical research. Go to v.org backslash Connors Cure Universe to find out more and to get started today. Let's be real. Your ears are gross. Yeah, you heard me right. And let me guess, you're cleaning them with these. You need to be using Whoosh. Trust me. No one wants to tell you how gross your ears look. The triple stream safely clears dirt and wax buildup, but all you really need to know, it feels incredible. Whoosh by Black Wolf. Get 15% off and free shipping at trywoosh.com. Can you believe this? Doug Flutie and Frank Thomas. You guys look great. Once I turn 40, let me guess. Less energy? Less drive? Definitely. It's not your fault. It happens to every man. Testosterone levels drop as you age. It happened to you guys? Yep. So what did you do? We, we got, got Nugenics Total, Total Tea. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help increase testosterone levels. Nugenics is the number one doctor-recommended testosterone booster in the USA. Number one at GNC and number one at Walmart. But you can only get your complimentary bottle by texting TOF to 369-369. That does it. I gotta get Nugenics. Just send a text. Yeah, for a complimentary bottle. And by the way... She'll like it, too. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics now. Text Huff to 369-369. Text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat and get lean absolutely free. That's Tough to 369-369. It's time for a new season of heart-pounding plays. Yes! Electrifying games. All the thrills. It's time to ignite the passion. Because the next chapter of the greatest story ever played is here. And there's no better feeling. Continues Labor Day weekend on ESPN and ABC. Do you listen to the TV on high volume or have trouble hearing conversations? Then you would benefit from hearing aids. Don't waste thousands on expensive hearing aids when you can get MD Hearing's revolutionary Neo hearing aids for just $299 a pair. Don't be fooled by higher priced hearing aids. The Neo is a true hearing aid, not an amplifier. With rechargeable technology many customers say is superior to more expensive models. Call now and get not one, but two Neo hearing aids for just $299. Plus, we'll add in a portable charging dock and ship your order absolutely free. The Neo is nearly invisible with its tiny in-the-ear canal design. And you can get two Neo hearing aids with a 45-day risk-free trial, free shipping, and free lifetime U.S.-based support for only $299. So call now. 
800-521-7992. Again, that's 800-521-7992. In late August of 1978, the Dodgers were in a battle with the San Francisco Giants for the National League West when trouble hit. Trouble that actually had its roots in a magazine article a year earlier entitled The Dodger Image. The piece had singled out Steve Garvey, Mr. Clean, as the personification of that image. A good-looking, friendly all-star. He's very conservative. And the, the real question was, is this real? Or is this something that he's portraying? Something that he feels is, is the right thing to do? This is my wife, Cindy, and she takes pretty good care of herself. One thing I do is take Geritol every day. Steve and Cindy were the Ken and Barbie of baseball, admired far and wide, if not always from up close. I mean, she was of Los Angeles, literally. She was a TV star. She knew how to work a camera. She was pretty and blonde and trim, and she loved the attention. And that did not go over so well with some of the other Dodgers' wives. She didn't like singing with them at the stadium. She would take a book and she would sit off by herself. They thought that she was a sob. Dodgers' families would have parties to which the Garveys were not invited. Even if it wasn't distraction, they just sort of roll their eyes going, here she is again. She liked to make sure people know that she wasn't just a baseball wife, that she had her own individual personality. But there was a little bit of self-promotion going, maybe a lot of self-promotion going on there. You know, where's the camera? How can I milk this? How can I make this better for me in my life? Well, Steve, my friend, you got yourself a big triple. That must have made your wife, Cindy, pretty happy. Oh, I think so, Bob. He set a standard, and he really expected other people to live up to the same standard. Davey Lokes said they expect us to sign autographs they expect us to do all the things that garvey does and i it's just not me lopes also felt that the team favored garvey and that they were excluded from that that i think was the source of the friction cindy would actually plead with her famously straight arrow husband to go out with the guys have a beer once in a while as a way to ease tensions inside the dodger family I'm beginning to understand. I don't like everyone, so why can I expect everyone to like Steve? When you love someone or something or anything, and it's hurt, or people don't understand it, your maternal instincts to protect come out, and that's what happens to me. It didn't matter how friendly people made out the Dodgers clubhouse to be. It was not a friendly place. Those players had been together for many years and had literally decades worth of resentment built up between some of them. One example of that was Steve Garvey and Don Sutton did not get along. He had been on the Dodgers the longest of any player on that team and he kind of saw himself as the face of the franchise, but nobody else did. Feeling more and more shunned, Don Sutton had proclaimed that summer, I do not bleed Dodger blue. I don't appreciate the rah-rah style. He'd felt undervalued during the Koufax and Drysdale years, now overlooked by Lasorda and exasperated by Garvey. Don Sutton was quoted in the Washington Post as saying that Reggie Smith was the engine that drove the Dodgers, not Garvey. Basically saying that, hey, Reggie Smith was our MVP. He doesn't go around kissing babies. Don Sutton subtly criticized me for being a uh, Madison Avenue guy. And I think that he conveys to the people of America an outstanding image of what uh, an all-American boy should be. Garvey apparently took that paper to Lasorda. Garvey said, what should I do? And Lasorda egged him on and said, you know, if it was me and somebody said that about me in the press, I would go slug the guy. On August 20th, with the Dodgers holding a one-game lead over the Giants, the Dodgers were in New York to play the Mets when Garvey confronted some, the newspaper article in hand. After a couple of words were exchanged, Don said that Steve Garvey was a phony, his wife was like a Barbie doll, and he didn't respect him or his wife at all. 
At that point, Garvey had no choice but to stand up. Uh, if he let this slide, he knew that he would lose untold respect in that clubhouse. Well, I was tying my shoes, and I said, man, they're about to get it on. One thing led to another, a poke finger in the chest, a push here and there, and then all of a sudden, Garvey threw a punch, and Garvey is on top. Sut grabbed him, and they're wrestling around. And I got Garvey, and then somebody else got, you know, got Sut. Slapping and clawing. They weren't real good at fighting. It's two men who feel strongly about something, and uh, a lot of times testosterone takes over when you believe you're right. Well, sort of loved that. He thought that was great. Other players actually respected Garvey more, that he stood up for himself and went after Sutton. But Sutton wasn't really well-liked either. I'm really sorry that this all had to take place. And I wish I had done my part as a human being to short-circuit it before it ever began. And I know that God's given me the opportunity to take a stand many times and to help others. And hopefully maybe this time I set an example and, and hopefully they've gotten the opportunity to understand uh, more about Steve Garvey and more about the things that I try to do. Well, he wanted to be liked. He liked being liked. It was uh, part of his personality. And the fact that he wasn't getting that same, he didn't have that same kind of relationship, I think it was painful for him. And the bottom line of the whole thing is I do accept the apology and, and hopefully we can just get together and, and go out and win a championship to the finest people of Los Angeles and the Dodgers. Garvey couldn't stand the idea that his image would take a hit. Garvey liked to make sure he was in control in the message of what he was. Chucks, I just go out there and try to do the best I can. I think that probably the best thing that maybe that might happen to this ball club is the thing that happened with Sutton Garb, that it will draw the ball club a little closer together and we can make that final six-week spurt. under pressure as manager of the New York Yankees. Is there any more you can tell us about your plans at this time, what you're going to do now? No, I'm just going to uh, do the thing that uh, I think every Yankee's ever done since uh, I've known them. I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to leave. I want to go fishing, hunting, and uh, all I'm going to do is keep my fingers crossed and hope the Yankees do well. Are you looking for a job? No, I'm not looking for anything. you've got to have some feelings about the resignation of Billy Martin. <laughs> well, I, I really don't uh, have any feelings. I'm just kind of, maybe the word is placid or... When Billy Martin left the Yankees as manager, the Yankees were 10 games behind the Red Sox, mired in third place. It was July 24th. Five days later, Old Timers Day was held at Yankee Stadium. Old Timers, you loved them, you know, because they'd come in and tell stories, and it was such a great day. Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, and you're part of that history. Reggie and I were sitting next to each other by the tunnel, watching these guys go out. And then they said that they got an announcement to make. The manager of the Yankees for the 1980 season, number one, Billy Martin. We looked at each other real quick and we go, what? You know, we kind of like, are you kidding me? What the hell, he just got fired. It seemed absurd, bizarre, even crazy. But Steinbrenner's plan was for Billy Martin to return as the Yankees manager for the 1980 season, a year and a half away. They make a decision, he's coming back. We're going like, what the hell's going on here? Only over here does that happen. That's when I said, I said, man, this is a, this is a real circus. Reggie, I thought, was going to have a stroke. Reggie was apoplectic. Watching as Billy had turned the whole thing around, casting himself as the victim, set to return as the hero. No, you know, holy crap, no. We're going to be back in that jail? But how could Billy have changed the boss's mind? For one, he apologized to George for the convicted felon statement. 
I was angered at the time. I had no reason to say it. And I feel very bad about it. I've heard it said that they were both psychotic. I, for some deep reason, I mean, these guys were this guy. These guys were a buffet for a psychiatrist. If you talk to me about the soap opera, it was the best one in the country. It was just a regular day being on the Yankees at that time. <laughs> they brought in Bob Lemon, and Bob Lemon basically said, "Go, go out and play ball, guys." And they came back with one of the greatest comebacks in the history of baseball. Bringing Bob Lemon in there was just, just magic. We ended up playing the way we're capable of. He just said, listen, you guys are champions. You've been champions. I'm going to get out of your way and let you play. As the New York newspapers, perhaps conveniently, went on strike, the Yanks got hit, lost the distractions, and made up ground quickly. At one point, beating the Red Sox in six straight September games. The newspapers went on strike. Okay, so nobody knew what the hell was going on with them. Papers aren't going to be writing anything negative. Billy's gone, and you could feel like the air just went out where you could go, Ron Guidry had a career year, ending up 25-3 with a 1.74 ERA. And the Yanks made up 14 games in the standings in less than two months. And on the last day of the season, even though they lost the final game, they were tied with Boston. And they had to have a playoff game. We lost the coin flip, and we wound up having to, to go to Boston. It was the most pressure-packed game I've ever played in my life. The Sox would be up 2-0 in the seventh. When, with two on, a shortstop about to be one of baseball's most unlikely heroes stepped to the plate. They go back, you know, to that kid in the backyard where I'm Mickey Mantle and the bases are loaded. You always dream of that. Hit high in the air. here was a hush in the crowd to all those maybe 30, 40,000 people. And there was that little cluster right near the dugout just going crazy. The Yankees went on to win the game 5-4 to four and advanced to the playoffs. Boston Red Sox fans have never forgiven Bucky Dent. They gave me a nickname for sure. You know, my middle, middle name. Bucky Dent is right. For the second straight year, the Yanks would battle the Kansas City Royals for the right to go to the World Series. Stayed hot, winning the series three games to one. Meanwhile, across the country, the Steve Garvey Don Sutton scrum had worked just as Tommy the sort of as the Dodgers beat the Phillies once again in the NLCS. The stage for the sequel was set. Baseball got its storied rivalry again in the World Series. Yankees, Dodgers. this out. Frank Thomas, the big hurt? It's looking big time. Once I turn 40. Less energy, less drive. Yeah, that's right. 103.7 The Buzz. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent ya. Streaming worldwide on the web at 1037thebuzz.com. Large Marge sent me. Next Total Tea is the unique man-boosting formula powered by testosterone, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to boost free testosterone to help you feel stronger, leaner, with more muscle and drive. It's number one doctor recommended and number one at GNC and Walmart. Text bump to 369369. How do we get nutrigenics? Guys, don't take my word for it. Just send a text. And remember, she'll like it too. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics now. Text BUMP to 369-369. Text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo-X, our newest, most powerful fat incinerator ever, absolutely free.
Whoosh, the powered massaging cleaner for your ears. This feels awesome. Feels like a massage in my ear. Whoosh's gentle triple spray flushes earwax away. Cotton swabs just push the wax in, but Whoosh's triple spray gently flushes it out. By using the Whoosh product, we're achieving a safe and satisfying way of cleaning the wax out of the ear canal. My ear feels so clean. Log on at GetWoosh.com to get 15% off the brand new Whoosh and free shipping. September is here, and the push for the postseason is heating up. Give us next-level superstars. This is Premier Baseball. They definitely expect us to win. A lot of hard work, a lot of determination to get back. Oh, my God, he caught it! <laughs> what a show! Rockies, Giants. The chase for a wild-card spot continues on Sunday Night Baseball. Have you ever felt leg pain, restlessness, cramps, tingling, swelling, numbness, itchiness, or coldness? Then you need the new, clinically proven, Legsercise Pro. The natural circulation booster that uses continuous automatic leg movement to soothe pain and promote healthy circulation the natural drug-free way. After using Legsercise for a week, I felt like I wanted to go for a walk again without pain like I used to. Legsercise Pro's patented walking simulator propulsion technology moves your feet back and forth along its concave track, creating con Constant movement and flex at both the knee and ankle joints. It's like having a physical therapist right in your own home. It's helped with the swelling and the pain. The pain feeling is gone. Call right now and order your very own Legsercise Pro. The clinically proven automatic leg mover that soothes pain and naturally promotes healthy circulation. Call now. There was something pleasing, something sentimental about the Yankees and the Dodgers going to the World Series. It brought kind of a legitimate feeling to the end of a bad season. Oh, the Yankees and the Dodgers, that's the way God intended baseball. Well, you're getting it all here. The kid against the veteran. The Dodgers won the first two games of the 1978 Fall Classic, punctuated by a dramatic confrontation between rookie Bob Welch and Mr. October, Reggie Jackson, in Game 2. frustrated dick the man beat me fair and square i'm not frustrated i'm not disappointed i'm not down the man beat me ain't no ifs ands or buts i got beat so the pretty boy los angeles dodgers have like whacked us two games in a row and humiliated us i a tried and true yankee fan i'm looking at other yankee fans and, saying, and why did we get rid of billy martin and the series now moves to yankee stadium in new york game three tomorrow night I was walking around town with a friend of mine going to breakfast. And I said, if you can bet the game tonight, bet that we're going to win. And bet that we're going to win four in a row. On a Friday night in Yankee Stadium, Ron Guidry pitched a complete game, yielding just one run. The bases are full. While Greg Nettles put on a show at third. Yankees closing the gap in the series 2-1. to one. Edels killed us with the glove, which I think we should have won that ball game. He denied us of a lot of runs. I think one of the best virtues of our team was a short memory, and you need that in baseball. It's a sport of failure, so when you do lose, you need to dwell on it quickly and move on to the future. One to the second for the Yankees. Reggie Jackson at first. In game four, the Dodgers were leading 3-1 to one in the sixth, when a play hard to forget, one of the strangest in World Series history, unfolded. The hip-and-run play, that to me was the ultimate turning point of the 1978 World Series.
to go out to with and all of a sudden the ball's gone and I actually look around because I don't know where it is because I was in my rights to the baseline I could get hit with the ball it then becomes an error on the shortstop that was a brilliant play I mean if you're going to be out you might as well what you got to lose if he doesn't stick out his hip it's a double play if he's called for interference it's a double play but if everybody overlooks it he gets away with murder, and guess what? He got away with murder. Sawyer is really upset, and you can't say that you blame him. He's standing right here! Ten looking standard! Right here! So instead of it being 3-1 and inning over, it's 3-2. He's right on the base! Tommy, he didn't do it intentionally! Tommy, he didn't do it intentionally! That's a damn crime, Marty! It's like we couldn't put it behind us and say, it's one play, it's one inning, it's one run. Let's get by it. Everyone knew that this was a turning point. You could feel it in the stadium. And you just knew deep down in your Dodger heart that this was it and the Dodgers weren't going to win. Now, the Yankees tied this game in the bottom of the eighth inning. And we went to extra innings and lost. And now the series is tied. Two games apiece. The Dodgers could have won that game if... The umpires had just followed the rules, in particular, Rule 7.09F. A base runner cannot interfere with a thrown ball. I haven't seen that play in years. I have never seen that play. Now it's two strikes, nobody out. There's a base hit right center field. In Game 5, the Yankees kept the momentum. Here's the throw, they're not going to get him. Pounding out 18 hits. in a 12-2 route. In the end, unlikely plays and unlikely players would be the unsung heroes performing with the New York newspapers still on strike. With Brian Doyle and series MVP Bucky Dent leading the way at the plate. Though Reggie Jackson did eventually get even with Bob Welch along the way. Three trips, 74, 77, and, and 78, we had almost the same guys, and we couldn't win one, right? That hurt. Popped up. Munson, this could be it. He's got room. He's waiting. The Yankee bench on the field. Yankees are the champions. You know you come out west, and they got... Cary Grant and John Wayne and all the Cowboys, so you have to come with your guns loaded. 44s, two of them. <laughs> it was the most fun I've ever had in my life. The renaissance or the rejuvenation of the Yankee organization. And that time in the city when he really needed it. There's nothing better than that. I didn't enjoy getting screamed at by the owner, but I, I kind of like the turmoil. You hate it when you're going through it, but after you look back, you know, that was, that was some time we had. You know, it's, it made us famous. The hardest part of losing was going home and not leaving your house to go to the grocery store because you didn't want to hear it from the you know, from the, from the fans in the town. In 78, I was still living up in Orange County. One time I was driving along the freeway, and some guy just did a double take on me and flipped me off. You know? He said, thank you. Thank you. I know what you mean. This should do it. The Dodgers are the 1981 champions of baseball. The Dodgers would eventually get their moment in 1981, beating the Yankees in a third meeting in five years to finally become World Series champions again. Yankee fans come up to me and tell me that they're still mad at me for the 81 World Series. It's like, come on, dude, we all win sometime. Well, considering we're in Los Angeles, it was a true Hollywood ending. You know, the, uh, the good guys win. 
After returning to manage the Yankees a year ahead of schedule in 1979, Billy Martin would once again be dismissed after the season. You know, a lot of people think Billy and I argue all the time. Actually, we agree on just about everything, right, Bill? Yeah, you betcha, George. One of five times in all that George would hire and fire Billy, a baseball parody of itself, if ever there was one. When he knew he needed to get the attention of the fans, he would always sort of poke the prospect out that he might bring Billy back. The best thing is it tastes so great. No, George, the best thing is less filling. No, Bill, it tastes great. Less filling, George. Billy, it tastes great. He never really knew what was shtick and what was real. Billy? Yeah, George. You're fired. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Steve Garvey would help the Padres to the World Series in 1984. But by then, his world and image had been rocked with a messy divorce from Cindy, just the start of years of tabloid misadventures. And suddenly, when reports started flying about a bear Breaking news, information, big name guests, entertainment, and sports. It's all right here on 1037 The Buzz, KABZ Little Rock. Journalism, you're built up, and then gradually people will start to chip away at you to bring you down. Tommy Lasorda would win another World Series in 1988 and remain a Dodger icon until his death in 2021. From humble beginnings to ultimately the Hall of Fame. I don't think anybody I've ever known has gotten the most out of life like Tommy Lasorda has. for California in 1982, signing with the Angels and leading the league in home runs his first season there. Hang on. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1993 and remains to this day a man with few regrets, if perhaps a bit more perspective. You say the magnitude of me, the ridiculousness of the magnitude of what I did or said is so unimportant. The magnitude of me, I ain't that important, bro. 